gentlemen, and welcome back to the Caesar Show. I'm sorry, guys. I've been a little busy taking care of other endeavors, but your boy, Sir Caesar, is back. And just to recap you guys, on the first episode, I talked about the whole Carmelo saga and the current Knicks state, you know. Um, What I failed to realize is that I didn't really mention to you um, who I am as a person. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sewell Brewer. I got I was born in Silver Spring, Maryland, and currently resides in Newport News. Both of my parents are from West Africa in a country called Liberia. Um, I graduated from VCU in cinematography and marketing, and I wanted to make this show predicated first and foremost on basketball. Um, and later on, who knows, we might branch off into other subjects. But for now, I'm going to stick to basketball because I'm a lover of basketball. And if you ask any of my friends, they'll let you know that I'm the ultimate ball junkie. And I'm highly knowledgeable on this sport. Um, And I wanted to use my voice as a way to shed light on specific topics because I feel like we live in a day and age where the NBA is a new reality TV show. You know, like Love and Hip Hop, the Kardashian shows. That's, you know, the sports, you know, soap opera. And I feel like there's just so many different storylines mixed with drama that are going on. So I thought it would be interesting to add my two cents to it. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's start off with today's topic, My Beautiful Bromance featuring Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. This Saturday on February 11th, the Golden State Warriors will take on OKC in OKC. Now, why is this so interesting? Because this will be Kevin Durant's first time returning back to OKC since they lost to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals last year in the playoffs. Earlier this week, Katie had a sit down with the reporter And when asked about what to expect, he said that he expected it to be A, very loud, B, have a lot of emotions, and C, the expectations of a lot of booze. But that's not the case. The real case is KD versus Russell Westbrook. Now listen to what he had to say about the feud. I was doing an interview with someone, and I used to work on selfish describing my teammates um, here, uh, the Warriors. And uh, someone asked uh, Russell a question asked if he heard what I said about being unselfish, and he phrased the question as if I was saying the Thunder and their organization and the team was selfish. And uh, once I heard that, I was like, well, they, they're, they're trying to get in between this thing and, and make it bigger than what it is. You know, obviously, Russell wasn't going to hear that interview I had about me just talking about my teammates I have now. And, you know, and someone in Oklahoma City phrases to him as if I, were, I was calling them selfish. So, you know, it's that easy. It's that easy for um, the media to twist something up and for the media to, you know, um, you know, make a feud between us. Now, do you believe, KD? Do you believe that the media created this so-called feud against the two? Now, many could argue and say the media did have a little to do with it. But picture this. Picture the game of telephone. That's right. I'm bringing it back. Telephone. You remember that game we played in grade school when you used to gather around in a circle with your classmates and you would have to recite something and pass it along, you know? The point I'm trying to state is that once news gets passed around and ends to the final receiver, the message is always watered down. So of course Westbrook would carry a heart on his sleeve with that. I don't really think that the media played the main role. I think it was how KD handled his whole free agency situation. First of all, Katie is one of my favorite players, and quite frankly, I think he's the second best player right behind LeBron James. 
He's a seven footer that's a scoring machine, can handle the rock like a guard, is as quick as anybody else, and with his frame can defend at multiple positions. Now, I am a true believer of free will, and I believe that when KD became a free agent last summer, it was his right to go anywhere he so desired. But I can't speak for a lot of people. And what makes it worse is that OKC was up 3-1 to the Warriors and had a choke job. And from that, KD decided to leave. And you can't blame that man. He came to a sense that he just couldn't win with Russ and the entirety of the OKC organization. But what bothers me the most is that out of all the teams he could have joined, he joined the team that beat him. Who was already 73-9. A team that quite frankly didn't need him. And a team that was getting ready to become rivals to OKC for years to come. Now what makes it even worse is the fact that right before KD made his decision, Russ and a few others had a private dinner with KD. And Russ asked him, Katie, what can I do to change my game to make you stay? That's deep, man. That's really deep. And at the end of the day, as a grown man, Russ has to respect where Katie wants to go. But what makes it worse is that if you claim that you guys are boys, when you accept your MVP speech and say you couldn't have done it without him, He's your ride or die. In a playoff series against Dallas, when Mark Cuban calls him out, you're the first to his defense. As a man, Katie should have the decency to pick up the phone and tell Russ he's leaving. You don't tell your boy right through text. He's not supposed to find out, just like everyone else in the world. He deserves better than that. He deserves better than that. Whether Katie likes it or not, Russ probably won't listen to any of this, and he's probably going to brush it aside. But you can tell that KD is coming from the heart, Um, and you can tell that if KD could go back in time, he would definitely have said things and did things differently, but you are who you are, and you do what you do, and you have to pay that price. So with this game, it's going to mean a lot, a lot to KD. A lot to Russ. I believe that Katie will have some jitters early on. And I also believe that Katie will underperform slightly to his standards. I believe that with OKC playing at home and Russ being the leader of that team in front of that home crowd that he's been with for years, they'll win, barely, even without Cantor. Because I believe Russ and his troops have had this game marked on their calendar since the schedules came out. Russ knows what time it is. He's going to use this and it's going to fuel him. OKC knows what time this is. And I believe that Russ will rise to the occasion. And I think that he's going to carry this heart on his sleeve until A, either during All-Star break they're going to make amends, or B, years from now. Because if he doesn't do it at All-Star break, I don't think he's going to do it anytime soon.
Thank you guys for listening to episode two of the Caesars show. And be sure to follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. And stay tuned for episode three.